Mimi's going to tell you a story about fishing. When Uncle Lance was small, he used to like to go fishing in the pond that's here on Mimi and Pop-Pop's farm. And then Uncle Quinn didn't fish very much. Your mama fished a little bit. She liked to fish sometimes. And then the pond would freeze up in the winter. You're hurting? You want Mimi to kiss it? Yeah, did you know the pond would freeze over in the winter? Yeah. So say this is the pond, and this is liquid water in here. And then when it gets cold out, it gets ice all over the top. And Mimi has pictures of some of the crazy things that your mama and your aunts and uncles would do when the pond was frozen over the top, like this. Because <clears throat> when it's really frozen hard, it's like a big hard layer on top, like this, like this notebook on top of this bowl. And so if you walk on it, you won't fall in. But you have to ask your mom or dad if you want to walk on ice, right? Because if it's not frozen enough, you fall through the ice. And then what will happen? You would die. That's right. You'd probably die. So because the water would be too cold and because you can't swim in really cold water. And because you don't know how to swim much yet. But your bro- your aunts and uncles and your mama would go on the ice. Okay, but let me finish this story. Quiet, honey. And they would go on the ice and they'd play and they'd skate on ice skates. One time, they took the four-wheeler out in the frozen pond. Can you believe that? They did, and they pulled other kids behind them on the four-wheeler one time. And then another time, they had the four-wheeler on the outside of the pond like this. And then the kid would slide around the inside of the pond and the four-wheelers are on the outside. And the kid would hold onto a rope attached to the back of the four-wheeler. So pretend this train right here is the four-wheeler like this. And it's on the outside of the pond like this. So you're going around the edge. And then the kid is holding onto a rope that's attached to the back of the four-wheeler. And the kid's like sliding around on the top of the ice. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. I think you told this story before. I don't know if I told this one. I don't think I did. What would you like a story about, Gloria? I think not this one. That one? Foxes. Sometimes we see foxes right down the road between here and Uncle Harry's. Little red foxes run across the road. This one. You want a story about a horse? Mm -hmm. When your mommy was a little girl, she and Uncle Lance would go to horseback riding lessons. I think I told you this story. Yeah. And I don't remember the lady's name, but I know it was down sort of near the big lake. Wait just a minute. Mimi's turn to talk. And they would go to horseback riding lessons. And one time, remember this part, gal? What did mommy do? Do you remember what? She went under the horse's belly. She did. She went under the horse's belly. And Uncle Lance and Mimi, and I think the instructor, that means the teacher, they were like, we were all sort of scared because mommy went under the horse's belly. And Uncle Luke was so little one time he was riding on the toy horse there at the horseback riding lessons because he was just a little tiny guy and what are mommy's horses names when when she was little remember shawnee and sue mimi found a picture of them you can take home with you would you like that i want to see it okay we'll go see it in just a minute tell you a little story about moving our house might have mentioned it before but the old farmhouse used to be down down the hill there used to be a road that went by it well the road is still there it was a lane but it kept going where the farmhouse used to be and some of you might know where it's at 
<clears throat> it's that where we burn trash now, right below the silos to the far side. That's where the house sat. And there was a creek behind it. And I think the kids probably played in the creek that grew up there because why wouldn't you, right? But the horses also went out to pasture back there. And when your pop-ups was a little boy, he would bring them in from the pasture and cross, they would go out to the, to the pasture back towards the woods back by the, where the feed piles are now. And he would bring them in from back there and there was an apple tree that sat there by the creek and pop-ups would always, I think he said he would eat an apple on his way out and an apple on his way back. But you'll have to ask pop-ups that when you get a hold of him, huh? And let's see. The house was was there, and I think I told you stories about why we moved it. But the move itself was really tricky because Pop-Ups hired a man, a gentleman, and his two sons. He was an older gentleman, and I think his two sons and some other workers may have come. And it took them a longer time to move it than we thought, and than they thought. They used these huge steel beams. I forget where they... Oh, yes. They got the steel beams from where the barn used to sit. Because remember the barn burned two times? It burned when Uncle Lance was nine, and it burned long before that when Pop-Pops was nine. And they used the steel beams that were there in the in the wreckage from the barn site to put under Mimi and Pop-Pops' house and get it ready to take it up the hill. Now remember, this house is really old, and we don't know how old it is. We really don't know, because when Mimi went to try to find out, the people in the offices that keep track of these things are supposed to know. And they said, well, the one-story house on the property, now that would be Nana and Pappy's, wouldn't it? And they said it was built in 19... What would that have been? Mm, 66, I think, was the year they get mar- got married, or 60... I can't remember now. I think that's right. Yes, I believe that's right. Doing the math in my head. Um, so they said it was built in 1966. And then they said in the two-story farmhouse. And they said, well, it's old. And I said, thank you. I knew that. That's why I called. I wanted to see how old it is. But some of the old nails that we found, the really, really old nails, are sort of square or rectangular. And Mimi still has some of those. So that means this house, one, one way to show that this house is really old. But we also know that it was in Pappy, Pappy's family for a long time before him. Not his dad, but his grandfather bought this farm and the house was standing before that time. So we think it came from a gentleman named McLean, I believe it was before that. But anyway, we knew the house was really old and we knew we had to move it. So we hired this gentleman and his sons. They got the steel beams from the barn and then they got our tractors and then they needed more tractors they borrowed tractors from uncle harry down the road and they put it all together how they have where they hooked it up and they used airplane tires for underneath it and then so i got interrupted but one thing i wanted to tell you about this old house is that we uh, like I said we don't know how old it is but it's very old but also if you have read if 
any of you have read the Laura Ingalls Wilder books or listened to someone read them to you, you might remember that there's a parlor, and I think it's in Almanzo's house. And Almanzo's family had a little more money than Laura's family, but I believe they had they were the ones that had the parlor. And there were two doors to their house. There were two entry doors. And one was the everyday door, the one everybody used. And the other one was the parlor door. And you only came in that door if you were all dressed like up in your church, dressed up in your church clothes, and you were coming in for a special visit. So they would also call that back then, at least I think in that time, I'm pretty sure. And when my grandparents were young and when they, they, probably when they weren't so young even, but especially when they were young, they would say they're going to go calling. And that doesn't mean like calling on the phone. It meant going to visit someone. And if the person wasn't there, you would leave your calling card. And my grandmother used to have calling cards. And I believe she gave me some. I don't know where they are. But they said her name, her maiden name, because she would go calling um, when she was younger. She may have had calling cards when she was married as well. But that meant that if you went to someone's house, like you went to your neighbor's house and they weren't there, you would leave a little card on their door or their windowsill or wherever you would leave it so that they could see, oh, Galilee came to see me when I was gone or Mimi came to see me when I was gone. In my grandma's case, oh, Helen came to see me when I was out. Helen Page, Helen Elizabeth Page came to see me when I was gone. So these calling cards, I got distracted about that. But those were along the same era of the parlors. And the parlor entry was a separate entry. Like I said, you had to be in your good clothes. The other entry was probably when you had on your farm boots or whatever else you were working out in the yard in the barn with. And this house had two front doors. And one came into the parlor. And the other one came into what's now the dining room. And it didn't have a kitchen originally. The kitchen that's there now wasn't even there. That was put onto the house and the room that some of you that have been here that you know was Uncle Quinn's room and now is Uncle Luke's room that room wasn't there originally either that was called the summer kitchen and that was added onto the house and that was because when they would cook and can in the summer they wanted it out farther away from the house so the heat didn't come into the main part of the house but the main room was the dining room and where there's a doorway out into our big room that was um, I believe a hearth or an open fireplace where they would cook since there was no kitchen they had to have been cooking in that room right so that's what that room was and then the the two front doors was one was the fancy entrance the parlor entrance and one was the everyday entrance but when Nana and Pappy redid this house in 1994 it would be um, they took out that second door into the parlor or what we call the front room um some people call the living room and they took that door out and they put in this double window that's here now so that's a little bit more about our house and i think i was telling you that the gentleman i called didn't know how old it was so that's pretty interesting too and that could be because um because the uh the uh, courthouse burned, they said. Uh, so that might be one of the reasons they don't have a record of how old the house is. But we're pretty sure it would be around the late 1700s. So that's really, really old, isn't it? 
it's a fun house has lots of little crannies and different things there used to be a door separating this front room or parlor off from the dining room and pop-pop said there used to be a door on the stairway the stairway was closed in there not open now kind of like it is from the dining room upstairs what else did he say about this house oh the room that's Aunt Corey's room was just a storage room and the room that is Uncle Caleb's room is where Uncle Harry and Pappy both slept so that was a tight squeeze huh but it was a little bigger because guess what there were no closets back then either do you know why because you didn't need closets because people didn't have that many clothes they only had probably two sets of clothes maybe three they would have the long time ago they would just have their work clothes and their church clothes so i'm not sure what they wore when they're getting the clothes washed but they didn't have that many clothes and they only would take a bath usually once a week i think they might have been kind of stinky wouldn't you think well that's my stories about the house for right now Okay, hello, Mimi's outside. I'm getting rainwater out of a big bucket with an old orange juice bottle. I'm dipping it under so it fills up, all the air goes out and all the water comes in. And then I'm carrying it over by the neck of the orange juice bottle to water my garden. Because then I can walk more, I need to walk more. And also I can use the water that God gave us from the rain, huh? But I wanted to tell you more about our old house. So there are a couple things I remembered. I went back over this last part and listened to what I said. And I remembered that I didn't tell you about the bathrooms. Well, when the house, long ago, when the house was, when Pappy and Aunt Helen and their siblings, Uncle Harry and the other ones were growing up in this house, they said they didn't have a bathroom in the house till the 1960s. So Mimi was born in 1969. So that was, that means they didn't have a bathroom in their house for a long time. And where there were bathrooms when we moved into the house, it was like one big bathroom, but there was a toilet in the front and a toilet in the back and the two rooms were separated by a door. There was a door there, I believe, yes. Well, there were, there were two toilets and there was a shower in one bathroom and a tub in the other bathroom with a shower too. And then, I think only, I can't remember. One bathroom had sinks or they both had sinks? Pop Pops will have to tell us. I can't remember that. Or maybe Uncle Lance or Uncle Quinn remember that. But when we moved in, the house was down the mountain, wasn't it? It was down there by the where the silos are now. And it was down there because that's where it was originally. And the original county road went by the house because back in the old days, you wouldn't make your house far away from the road, would you? Because they didn't have things like we have now, like Pappy or Pop Pops drive the skid loader to move the snow out of the way in the winter so that we can come up the hill to our house so that Nana and Pappy can get from the mailbox to their house. Well, they didn't have those things back then. So the only thing they could do was have their house right on the road. So that's what they did. Maybe you can hear me watering my tomato. And Anyway, so the county road has changed at some point. It didn't go by, go by the house anymore where it was. But if you're at Mimi and Pop Papa's house now and you're on the front porch, and you look down, 
at the silos. Our house was to the right of those silos. And that's where, right beside where the original barn was and the second barn, which I can tell you about the barns later. But that house we moved in 2007. The original farmhouse we moved in 2007 up here where it sits now. But I was going to tell you about the bathrooms. Oh, so the bathrooms didn't exist. There was a space there. There was something there. But no one can remind me or tell me what was there. So it was a room. And I think eventually they told me that the washer and dryer was there after grandma. That would be Pop Pop's grandma got a washer and dryer in the house at some point. Or at least a washer, I'd suppose, first. I have to ask Aunt Helen about this part. But there was there were no bathrooms where the bathroom is now, off of the dining room. So I said, well, what was there? And no one had an answer for Mimi. So Mimi thinks, and this goes back to another book I read. Books will teach you lots of fun things, won't they? Another book I read <clears throat> was called Johnny Tremaine. And it was about the time during the Civil War, which is when the North part of the United States fought the South part of the United States over several, several issues, but the biggest one was probably slavery, or was slavery. And I'm getting a lot of ripe tomatoes, so that's exciting. And anyway, North and South. Um, why was I talking about the North and South in the Civil War? Hmm. Oh, Johnny Tremaine. So Johnny Tremaine was written about the Civil War. And in the Civil War, um, during that time, Johnny Tremaine was a soldier in the Civil War. But at some point in that book, they talked about uh, sicknesses. I think he was a soldier in the Civil War. <laughs> now I've forgotten. But I do know that in the book, they talked about a birth and death room or a birth and dying room. And it was also sometimes called a quarantine room. And I think you might know, but quarantine means when you have to be kept away from other people because you're sick. And so if the mama was having a baby, she would go in that room probably with a midwife or maybe her sister, her mom or helped who helped her. So she wasn't right near everybody else or if someone was really sick. They would shut them in that room. So hopefully no, nobody else got the sickness. Um, so that's what that room was for back then. And Mimi thinks that the bathrooms, where the bathrooms sit now, used to be a birth and dying room. So, or if you call it a quarantine room. So that's pretty interesting. I don't know that to be true, but I need to ask Aunt Helen that, see what she remembers about that room when she was a little girl. Anna, I have a story to tell you about Uncle Donnie. That's Nana's brother. When he was probably, I'm saying around nine months old or something like that, I had him sitting on my left, I had him on my left side on my hip. And I was walking around with him and uh, Nanny Broad had macaroni cooking. It was just bubbling and bubbling on the stove. And I thought, well, I don't know what I thought, but I got, and I left Donnie, I was letting Donnie watch it. And would you believe he brought his arm, his right arm over and pulled off that macaroni, hot macaroni pot and he had shoes and socks on. It went down his, I believe it was his left, inside his left shoe and he got burned and the, um, 
Nanny broke came, and maybe I helped too, taking his shoe and sock off, and it was so hot. And I don't know for sure what we put on it, maybe water or ice or something, I'm not sure. But um, it took him a while. Of course, it took a while for it to heal, but thank the Lord it was healed. And um, it was a while before he could walk. But thank the Lord it's healed. If I'm not mistaken, he still has those uh, a scar from it because it was really, really hot. And uh, thank the Lord he's okay now. Hello, this is Nana again. Um, I thought of another story I could tell you. It's about your Uncle Bill, Nana's brother. And he was probably three or four years old. And we lived in Little Valley with Nanny and Pappy and um, the, my other siblings. And this one day, Bill came up missing. We looked and looked and looked. Well, we didn't live on a farm, but we lived, it had acreage to it. It has a barn down from the house. It had a pig pen like back next to the creek. And there was weeds growing up around. And um, we would just walk and play. And us kids or us girls would go into the uh, woods and make uh, uh, houses. Like we'd have, go to a junk pile and get things to just decorate the house and all. But anyhow, this one day, Uncle Bill came up missing. We looked and looked. Where's Bill? We don't know. We looked and looked. And somehow we got to looking around the pig pen. And there were there was weeds that were higher than Uncle Bill. But we called for him, and he looked out, and he was in, in the weeds next to the pig pen. And he had flowers for Nanny Broad. He said, for you, Mommy. And he gave him, to, but he was picking flowers for Nanny Broad. So sweet. this is Nana. I have another story for you. Um, when Pappy and I were first married, we lived in the house that Mimi and Pop Pop lives in now, but it was down by the barn. And um, we would go and we lived with um, Pappy's mom and dad for six months while we were building our house where it is now. And I didn't have to go to the barn then to milk, but later on I, I had to go to the barn because Pappy, Pappy's father passed away and um, Uncle Harry was there to help for a while, but he was in school too. And we go up, of course, we get up early, go out and milk and do what we had to do each day. And then your dad and Aunt Christine came along and we had no help and we had to take them to the barn with us. Sometimes I would take a quilt over 
to the barn and put it down and they'd sit on there and play. <laughs> Sometimes I took a, 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 a crib or a playpen or something and put them in there. They were content. They, were, they, were, they did well. Sometimes I even left one of them in a stroller and sat to watch and I'd take them around with me. And um, that all worked out. Then they grew up. <laughs> then they could help. <laughs> so that was good too. But when uh, Pop Pop was eight years old, let me think. Uh, Aunt Christine was staying with her cousin, Aunt Tony's, staying with Aunt Tony and playing with her children. And Pop Pop was with us, but we were milking. And Pappy went up, was grinding feed up on the barn floor. I was down in the barn milking. Pappy was up there grinding feed. And there was a hole where, where we threw down hay. And Pappy's voice came and said, Carol, turn the cows out. The barn's on fire. I said, what? He said, the barn's on fire. So he came, he, well, he tried to put the fire out and he couldn't get it out of it because there was uh, straw and uh, sparks from the muffler of the tractors caught the straw on fire that was above the muffler. And if he would have left the tractor running, it, it wouldn't have given that fresh air. But he turned it off and the air and wind came and it just took the barn. But anyhow, we got all the cows out. But some of them we had to, some of them we untied and they wouldn't go. And we had to kind of, well, we had to push them out to get them out of the stall for them to go. So they got out and then um, there were, I believe eight fire companies there. And this was in November of 1978. And a lot of people came and helped. And then even, even afterwards, I remember it, where the trader is now, where Uncle John and Aunt Helen live. Uh, I don't know how we did it, but we had Thanksgiving meal there for the people who, why, why would it be like that? I, I, maybe it was just a, uh, a meal for the people who helped. And this one couple from Cassville came and she, she, they said that they have a truckload of hay coming for our cows. And that was really nice. And then um, when it was time to, well, people came and helped clear out, you know, and all got it cleaned up. And then when it was time to, we, when we decided to go ahead and build again and get milk out or continue to milk, uh, we had a barn raising and people from, local people and people came and helped raise the barn. And that was a big help too. So then we had, uh, after the, before the barn burned, we had uh, to take the, we put a, a milker on the cow and the, the milk went into this milker and we had to take it off the cow and go and dump it into a bucket. Then we took it to the milk house and we had a, a tank there, milk tank there. We had to reach up and pour the milk in through a strainer. 
And we did that, and then I, then someone came with a dumping station. And I thought we would never have a dumping station. But they came, and there was this, like, um, cart. You had, It had a long hose on, milk hose, that went to the milk house, and it stayed on this cart, and you wrapped it up, or you unwrapped it as you go down the uh, entry, you or the walk, you would unravel it so that you could go clear down and milk and then keep you pour the milk into the cart and then it would go to the milk house. We wouldn't have to um, carry it up and pour it in. So that was a blessing, a big blessing. And we had that until the barn burned again in 2004. Yeah, four. And um, we said, and that time, all the cows, we lost all the cows. We couldn't get them out because it was, we were in bed. And somehow, I, I don't know what made me get awake, but I saw a light going around. I thought, what's this? And there was a couple in the trailer, and she, sometimes she had to go to the doctors and all. And I got Pappy awake, and I said, I think something's wrong with Ann. There's uh, a light going around. It must be the ambulance. Pappy got up and looked out the window, and he said, the barn's on fire. So we got around and went out. Fire trucks were there. Um, people, local people were there and all, and we just, I don't know what we did, tell you the truth. But I remember I was on the patio, and uh, a, a minister was there. And we were talking to him and his wife. And I don't know what I was doing, but I remember him holding, trying to hold me. I don't know if I was, what I was doing, but I said, don't hold me. And I broke away from him. And then, um, I don't know, we just said, that's it. We're not doing it again. And then your dad came and said, we would like to build, If you, we would like to go into milking if you want us to. If not, that's okay. We'll go to Florida. So we said, well, if that's what you want to do. So your, your, I said, Pop Pop came. It was Pop Pop who said, who wanted to build. And we said, okay. So he came and he put in the uh, robotic milkers. And that lasts for about 10 years. And now he's doing what he's doing now with a milking parlor, milking 24 cows at one time. And we, uh, we thank the Lord that he provides and provides and provides no matter what we do, no matter if we mess up or not, he's there to help us. And the Bible says, uh, God makes good things out of bad. So... He sure does in our lives, and he'll continue to do so. Love you all. Bye.